right, time for a tiny tech talk, which is what we call a sip of STEM information. So, hi, I'm Jacqueline Sanders Blackman, and today I'm going to answer a why question. Why do we keep talking about STEM? Why is STEM so important? STEM, let's just do a quick refresher, which stands for the Pursuit of Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. And yes, you sometimes hear it referred to as STEAM because they put an A in there for the arts, which we still think of in terms of digital arts and art design um, on a technical scale. So science, technology, engineering, art, art design, math, and you even hear a double M, medicine. And I also have seen people say STEM plus C, which is STEM plus computing. So those are all the different variations. But let's get down to the root of it all. Why is there all of this swirl about STEM? Well, one thing, let me bring to your attention. It's not new. People have been talking about this for about 10 years, and that in and of itself is a little scary because if we're still asking the question, why is STEM important, that already means we're a little bit behind on this conversation. So good thing that you're listening to this. We're going to bring you up to speed, and then it's full steam ahead. Well, first of all, it all comes from a kind of a contradiction when it comes to employment and unemployment in the US we probably have some of the lowest level of uh, unemployment at this time but still there's a large number of jobs that are going unfilled and and that's crazy and the other part is, is there's one thing about being employed but there's a the concept of being underemployed there's people who are working every day but still living at the poverty level or living in a low-income low type situation. Um, numbers like raising a family of four on $30,000. When there are jobs that are going unfilled, that starting, people with just two-year degrees or even four-year degrees are coming out, they're making $70,000, $80,000. So why is this family and family maxed out? which means they're in a dead-end job. Their job's not going to make any more money. They're not going to get a lot of big promotions. There's no room for growth or challenge. How is it that they're surviving or have to survive on that 30000 where there are jobs starting pay at seventy and 80000 So let's talk about that. And this is where STEM comes in. Those jobs are going unfilled because the people with the qualifications and the experience to fill those jobs aren't available. So we have an empty pipeline of certain disciplines. And those disciplines, which you may have guessed, are within science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Now, some people don't even consider those fields because maybe they think they're boring they're not challenging, or they may think that they're not capable. And that's not true because there's the nucleus of the scientists and the technologists, the hardcore engineers or architects and the mathematicians, statisticians. Maybe you won't be that person, but don't forget, there's a whole system and team that has to support those people. 
So it's just being in the industries around those disciplines that there are also those soft skill type career and job opportunities. So you may not have to be the hardcore hard skills, but you have to know and be aware that they exist. It says that uh, in reading an article out of U.S. News Today, and like I said, these aren't new facts and concerns. So, number one, unemployment numbers have been full of bad news for many years. While overall unemployment rates have slowly come down, at one point the high was like 82, 8.2%. Um, unemployment and, and that's pretty high you don't you don't want um, you know one out of every 100 people that you come across being unemployed that's not that's not good um, so according to a recent study uh, and one by a group that has long supported stem education was change the equation um, there are 3.6 unemployed workers for every job in the United States. Okay, um, that compared with only one unemployed STEM worker for two unfilled STEM jobs. So what you have is more job openings than there are people to fill them in the STEM workforce. And by all projections, it's going to get worse. They know this because the people going to college or getting the certifications in these fields is very low. So the pipeline. And so it may take 6, 9, 12 months, maybe even if it takes a four-year degree to get people to the point that they even had the base education, let alone the job experience to fill the jobs. So what happens to those jobs? They have to fill them some way, so in a lot of cases, they outsource them. So American jobs, they're not sending them out of the country. There's no other choice. We don't have the qualified people. So even with, you know, if we have a million Americans unemployed, and I know that sounds like a big number, but there's a lot of Americans here, but even with a million unemployed, but we have jobs that we have to outsource or send somewhere else or bring people in, that's disturbing. That should be disturbing to everyone. And that's why STEM is so important, let alone the innovators and the inventors and the people who are going to be providing the solutions to the problems that we have in the United States. Shouldn't they be homegrown? That's so important. One of the things is that there's been a huge shift in jobs from the blue-collar job, from the industrial or the machinists or operations, um, the mechanics. Why? Because now we are building robots to do that. So the whole concept, some of us can think back 10, 20 years ago, where the, it was being said that robots and computers were going to take over the world. Well, they kind of have, but the fact of the matter is is someone has to build, design, improve, maintain these computers and these robots. So the jobs are around the people who are building and maintaining them so that the mundane, day-to-day, -day, repetitive work and even the dangerous work can be done by 
robots, by computers, by drones. Um, so this is why the labor force has completely changed. There's been a evolution and a revolution in the workforce. And what we need to do is make sure that students as well as adults are trained in order to fill this labor demand, um, especially for what we call high demand jobs. So that's, that's the whole background. That's the whole kind of summary of STEM is getting our workforce, getting our young people up to speed and prepare, getting that pipeline with the right skills, resource, and even thinking mindsets. You've heard on some of my previous recordings how I talk so much about critical thinking, design thinking, even analytical thinking. It's because this type of thinking is needed when you're trying to program something as black and white as a computer. Okay. So right now, where we need probably about 65% of the degrees that are coming out of college to be in STEM fields and even more master degrees, we're seeing something more like 30%. And that number drops even more when we talk about minorities pursuing STEM degrees. So there are a lot of questions and initiatives about how do we get people attracted to the STEM field. And it doesn't just have to be the young people. We're even talking about people who can reinvent themselves, reinvent their careers, refresh their careers, have hit that dead, dead end, or who have been laid off. This is what all of these different initiatives are all about. Because not only are they high demand job, the second part is, is they're very lucrative. There's a lot of potential for growth. And even if, and I know I have a, a large following of people who aren't necessarily looking for a career or a job or working in corporate America or working for someone, but again, if you're starting a business, it needs to have some type of connection to the STEM field because by and large, the people who are making the money, those are your potential customers. You want to know what their needs, what their frustrations are. High demand jobs like STEM, they work long hours, so they're always looking for things that make their life convenient. So I've seen very successful entrepreneurs because they understand those people who work in those STEM fields, those people who make those high dollars but have those high demand um, jobs. So even if, again, like I said, even if you're on the fringes of STEM, you've got to understand what are the trends and tides and needs of STEM workers. So STEM, it's here to stay. It's an evolution, a revolution. The government, the United States has poured a lot of money and focus into this. Even our current president, at least for the next month or so, President Barack Obama's goal was to introduce over 100,000 additional STEM teachers. Um, so, to our educators out there, again, science, technology, engineering, math, 
type courses, type programs, after-school programs, initiatives to our nonprofits, STEM. There's a lot of grant money out there, a lot of funding even through the private sectors because companies need this pipeline of workers. Otherwise, how are they going to keep on the bleeding edge of their business? So, it's time to innovate when it comes to education. And they call it Educate to Innovate. Um, all of this through other organizations like Change the Equation. Um, 100 CEOs uh, are also getting together. A lot of different think tanks. How are we going to address this issue? Every parent, every teacher, um, every nonprofit, every church even. You need to be looking at your population of current and future workers, helping them to find out how do I get a piece of the STEM pie because this is the future of employment and prosperity and a lucrative income. So that is why we talk about STEM. That ends today's segment. Look forward to the next one. Bye now.